Today's on Seminary Podcast episode is brought to you by Church Community Builder. I love how these guys help church leaders make and grow disciples by providing software and coaching focused on improving operational effectiveness. Church Community Builder provides leaders like me with insights into engagement of our church community, helping us close the gaps that allow people to slip away unnoticed. Visit churchcommunitybuilder.com to learn more. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Rich, the host here, and I'm just so honored that you would take some time out uh, of your week to listen in today. Uh, we know that you're having a busy week. As we head into this weekend, you've got a lot going on, and I'm honored that you would take some time out uh, to spend with us today. We've got a, a fantastic guest from a great church. I'm super pumped to have Mark Molina with us. He's from a church, Westover Hills, Westover Hills Assembly of God Church in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rich. Good to be a part of it. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, this this church has got three campuses. Uh, it's really a thriving church with a you know weekly attendance about four thousand people. It was one of the fastest growing churches uh, in 2014. I think also in 2015. Um, just a great church. And if you if you're not following them, you should get a chance to kind of get to know them a little bit better. Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the church and then also your role there? Give us a sense of the flavor of the church. Okay. Um... Yeah, so we're in Northwest San Antonio. Um, started in '86, so we were out here when you know, there was really the only thing that was out here was SeaWorld, QVC, and our church. And so <laughs> That's we great were absolutely. And so uh, have a long history in this area. Uh, just celebrated uh, 30 years slash mm-hmm. uh, 30 years will be this coming year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're, our church is a very multicultural church. Mm. Um, we kind of like to say we're colorblind. Nice. You know, um, that's just kind of the, the heart of our pastor. Right. And really that bleeds down to our staff. So um, we love to express our worship. Mm. We love to uh, just make the Bible and the weekend so relevant. Um, we're very next-gen um, just... Uh, for kids, for students, we're very driven for the next generation. So, uh, got a great church, a great in a great city. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you know, San Antonio is been known as um, military uh, military city USA because of all the bases. Okay, so we have a lot of people that come in, and we get so we're constantly meeting people from all over because of a lot of them live in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole region of San, or area of San Antonio, these, the zip code has grown quite a bit. So, uh, our church, all that to say is our church is very multicultural mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so that's, that's a little bit of who Westover Hills yeah. is. If people were to come on, on a weekend or, you know, how would they, what would the kind of experience with the ministry, not just weekends, because I know you do midweek services. What is, you know, give us a sense of what that, what that experience would be like. Well, we obviously, like any church, we want them to have a great first impression. We mm-hmm. believe that the altar starts in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so we're really wanting to, before um, before they hear the message, that they're already starting to get captivated. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we always start on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we value people's time. Yep. We kind of, we kind of create the, that hour and 20 minutes um, we say that that is it's the message is not the 
how can I phrase this? The whole service is the message, okay, not just yes. the preaching. Yes. So we really feel like when people come in um, from this, from the countdown to the first uh, strike of the drum, the first note, mm -hmm. we, we want God to begin to speak to people and mm -hmm. not just people um, wait for, for the pre the pastor to preach or whoever mm -hmm. speak. So we feel like they're going to get a, just a great time of worship, mm -hmm. time of celebration. Um, we don't spend a lot of time on announcements. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then we hopefully that they don't, don't just get challenged, but they leave changed mm -hmm. um, after the service. Very cool. And now tell us about your role there at the church. What's, okay. what's your I, job? Um, um, my role is executive pastor of ministry. So mm -hmm. um, my key role, that's my title, but my key role is to just help advance the heart of our pastor. Mm. Um, now there is a job description, <laughs> but that is kind of a, a big part of what what I um, need to do, help do, mm -hmm. and kind of carry his heart to the staff. Mm -hmm. um, I oversee the ministry staff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, of course, that's children, youth, music, mm -hmm. care, seniors, um, missions, all mm -hmm. those things. I mm -hmm. kind of help guide that and run the staff in that in that regard well a church of your size um you know there is a unique kind of culture that uh you know rotates around it it is you know you've you have to continue to reinforce the things that you see as valuable and you know trim off that stuff that you're like oh that's not quite us um mm -hmm. i wonder if you could if we could talk through that a little bit sure how is it that you're able to shape culture uh at westover hills well you know, when we're when all the pastors are together in one room, we are are defenders of culture. We are implementers of culture. We it's our we look at it from the top down, from our pastor to our staff. We have got to deep seed seed that. We mm -hmm. actually recognize this culture as an extra staff member. Mm -hmm. Because when people come in, we want them to feel the vibe of who we are. Mm -hmm. Um we often say we're not personality driven. Mm -hmm. You know, what you see is what you get. We're going to stay consistent to who God has called us to be. Mm. We absolutely love what different churches are doing in our area. We have some phenomenal churches. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we often say, hey, we'd love for you to be a part of our church. But if not, there are great churches in our area. Mm. But we stick close to, we stay close to who we are, who God mm -hmm. has called us to be. Mm -hmm. Um, so we we try to deep seed our culture and our staff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we got to take it and, and champion that to our volunteers to make sure that they're hearing who we are and what we're about. Mm -hmm. What would you say are you know would be some of those you know maybe guide rails uh, of your culture things where you're like ah oh, I feel like we're pushing outside of the kind of church God's called us to be we're becoming too much like someone else. Um, what would be some of those things that have popped up that you've you've tried to kind of move back towards and how have you done that? How have you identified them and then how have you kind of you know found the problems and then also tried to kind of guide them back towards closer to what the culture you're trying to create. Well, I think one area is, you know, every church always is struggles and it's always a challenge getting volunteers. That is just the universal. It, it, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things we, we kind of notice if we are, if we are not become, if we're always being doers of tasks and not developers of people, mm. we start to get a kind of drift from who God wants us to be. And, um, when we're struggling with that, we feel like we're we're trying to carry too much, mm. and we're not being able to let people grow in our church and 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 help us carry the vision. And so, 
when that happens, when we see whatever it could be, we, we, we right now if on our roster of volunteers across the board, we probably have anywhere from 950 to 1,000 people that, mm-hmm. whether it's kids, youth, uh, children, um, music that are volunteering. When we mm-hmm. see, uh, when we see a, that decline, when we mm-hmm. don't see the, the heart of being extended through volunteers and people who've caught our vision, mm-hmm. that begins to, to tilt us. It begins to drift and we've got to, we've got to kind of bring it back. Mm. That's one area, one example that we try to yeah, keep totally. our crosshairs on. Yeah. When you um, kind of changing direction a little bit, just talking about something different, obviously a church like yours um, is growing and, you know, there, there are a lot of people coming in through, um, you know, the, the front door. Um, how do you guys think about the back door problem or the back door issue, you know, as yeah. a church? Well, it is, I think we have your everyday um, visitor who may be a seasoned church person, they just mm-hmm. moved to the area. Mm-hmm. But then we will always have, you know, those secret shoppers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're not going to um, fill out a card. <laughs> right. They're not going to uh, raise their hand. They're not going to. They're going to. So we we that is an area where I think we have always had to work through with it when it regards to simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to make sure that every weekend we are providing people with what we would, in our language, a next step. Mm-hmm. Here's the next step for you. If you're new to our our church, here's the next step for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we don't put that in front of people all the time, um, again, a lot of those secret shoppers are going to go out a back door and they mm-hmm. would never be on our radar. Mm-hmm. Um the only if they don't fill out a card or they don't attend a, like a welcome weekend, something mm-hmm. of that regard, they may not show up on our database until they give something. Right. By that time, it could it could very easily easily be seven eight months down the road, and they have not connected anywhere, and we feel like we're going to keep them. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, again, our next steps is critical to helping mm-hmm. people move along and make sure they don't get to that back door. What would be some of those, you know, next steps, the kind of things that you're encouraging people to, you know, to, I think that's a critical lesson. I hope for church leaders that are listening in um, that, you know, providing clear, um, really relevant, you know, this is what we're asking people to do is super important. What are some of those things that you're asking people to do? Some of the next steps you're, you're asking people to take at your church? Well, we kind of go with the approach, Andy Stanley, mm-hmm. obvious and strategic. Yes. Um, something very easy for them to do. Um, on the practical side, we do have every month a welcome weekend. Mm-hmm. Every month, every service, we have a place where people can stop by mm-hmm. and um, get connected and find out a next step. That could be um, our mission statement is making new and making great. Mm-hmm. We have a making new class for people who are just brand new in the Lord, or they're, they're kind of still that seeker, mm-hmm. you know, we invite them to be a part of that. We, we, we publicly announce, Hey, if you're new to Christ and you're just wanting to find out, I know I'm supposed to pray, but <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. sure how to do that. Making new class is what you need to be a part of. So it's just consistently, um, uh, getting them to a growth, a growth pathway. Mm-hmm. Our strategy is, is connecting, growing and serving. And okay. so, we feel like the connecting is we do a decent we do a good job at that it can always do better mm-hmm. but the growing there are multiple pathways that they can do again mm-hmm. it could be a small group get involved in ministry um, uh, 
taking some type of a class that we may have, mm-hmm. um, all the way from your traditional Bible study to doing Zumba, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever it takes to get them connected with people. We feel a big church gets small real quick. Absolutely. Now we've uh, we're off-roading there a little bit into the connection stuff. I, I appreciate that. What are some, you know, back on the culture question, you know, when you interact with your team, um, they kind of, you, the people who report to you and that, you know, that group of people, what are some of the ways that you're kind of reinforcing and ensuring that the, you know, the culture is heading in, in the right direction? Well, we begin every, every meeting mm-hmm. with on our agenda it's blank whether they it, it, there's there's blank statements there they fill it in mm. making you what are we about making you making great call from mm. <laughs> six, six, a, call, a call from somebody that's great sorry about that <laughs> yeah, totally fine not a problem at all so you were uh, saying on every agenda you there's a blank so what are we making agenda, you? we're going to put we're going to put the um the, our mission statement we're going to have them fill we're going to have them fill out our core values mm. so we continue in fact we'll call on a staff member to cite the core values or to recite mm. them mm. um so so we just keep that foundation in front of them right. then we we talk about what's let's celebrate what is making what is making what is happening and making you and making great in your ministries mm. we'll just take a couple of minutes right. and just always have a control delete moment at the very beginning why we do what we do mm. Um, we, we also implement this thought. We don't do, we don't do things in our job or add things to our our jobs to make our jobs easier. We're always going to drip. We're always going to focus on what is better for the people. Mm. What is better for the people? Is this better for the people? Mm. Then that's what we're going to do. Um, so it's just kind of keeping, keeping our focus on not on the program, but people, Mm -hmm. not on, um, you know, uh, just keeping their hearts in front of us. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Well, this has been I mean, great so far. Is there anything else you want to share kind of about, you know, culture, keeping culture pushing in the right direction uh, before we move on with the rest of our interview? Yeah, I just, you know, again, it's important to us. We're defenders of culture as staff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it's important that it's not just being carried by the heart of the lead pastor. Mm-hmm. It's key leaders and the staff. They have to, they have to really just be, build that trust of this is what God has called our pastor to lead us in, and I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's just something I would encourage any staff member to always keep that a matter of prayer and and trust that this is if this is the man of God that has been placed here in this church, I need to be on board with what where he's going and follow that. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. We're going to jump on with the rest of the episode. The uh, We call it the lightning round around here. This is the part of the show where we ask uh, similar questions of people that have been on the show. Today we got Mark from Westover Hills uh, Assembly of God Church, a great church in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I'm so glad to have you on the show today, Mark. What's uh, an you. online resource that you're using these days that's being particularly helpful for you? Uh, I love to go to Because People Matter. Okay. Uh, it's a great uh, Mark Waltz is the uh, mm-hmm. kind of the driver in that seat. You know, he he does a lot of talk about a simulation. Yeah, uh, that's a big area that I cover. Right. Very cool. What's a book you've read in the last six months? I don't know to a year that's had an you know an impact on your your thinking and ministry. Um, a sense of urgency mm-hmm. by John Cotter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a the second person book. this week that's told me that book. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a book that's yeah. recent. Tell that's us about book. it for people who don't know. You know, it's just it's it, he comes from the perspective of it doesn't need if you're if you're spinning your wheels and you're never catching up, 
you've got the wrong sense of urgency. You've mm -hmm. got an unhealthy urgency. Mm -hmm. He really basically develops the talk of there's healthy urgency and then there's unhealthy urgency. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of guides you in what that looks like. Very cool. Um, if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive today, uh, who would you want to get that with and why? Wow. it's a big question. <laughs> that is a question. Um, you know, I think I would say uh, President Obama. Obama. Nice. Yeah, tell yeah. me about that. Why is that? Great leader. I, I, you know, I think because, um, one, I, you know, I mean, biblically, we're mm -hmm. we're to pray for our leaders, mm -hmm. absolutely, regardless of our our what we feel or what mm -hmm. we want, mm -hmm. we got to pray for them. Um, I am, I guess I'm. All, I've always been ecstatic that uh, that he is a, being an African American, being the mm -hmm. first African American to be a president. Mm -hmm. I think that's phenomenal, mm -hmm. uh, and I would just love to just say, hey, I, I'm. We pray for you, mm -hmm. um, and and just, you know, not let the media always drive our thoughts about him you know yes. you yes. know regardless of what i think and, and and certainly yeah very cool very cool yeah he's a great leader seems like a great uh, family man regardless to politically what, what you you know you think of him he, he really does seem like um you know he really cares for his family his kids his yeah. girls and so which is really cool well i'm sure leading at the church takes up a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of energy uh when you just want to kick back kind of relax in your own personal life what do you do for fun Wow, yeah, my kids and my family. Nice. Um, I just whether it be playing soccer with my son mm -hmm. or playing Xbox with my son, <laughs> um, nice. or just having a sneak away date with my wife and and just um, eating something uh, cookie or something sweet with my daughter. That, that is <laughs> that cool. is them, you know. Yeah, so cool. family time is what's going to help me keep keep me recharged. Very cool. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you uh, being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you or with the church, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can go to our website. It's westoverhills.church. Nice. Westoverhills.church. And then, or you please feel free to email me, Pastor Mark at westoverhills.church. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Have a fantastic week. Hey, you do the same. Thank you for the invitation. It was great. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email, rich at unseminary.com. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com. It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.